0: weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. Let's make this short and sweet. Thank you to everyone for attending, helping, or watching the first Channel 1450 Awards last Thursday. Thank you to Leanna Churchill for killing it on the planning and executing of everything. Thank you to Kevin O'Day for making it all happen, and thank you to Robert, Josh, Seth, and... Lauren, Diane, Eric, and many, many more for pulling it all off. Most importantly, thank you to Springfield Clinic, Steak and Shake, United Community Bank, and the Green Family Stores for being the sponsors of our website throughout the entire year. And since we're talking sponsors, a huge thank you to Northwestern Mutual for being the sponsor of this podcast. If you're headed out to Mount Pulaski this weekend for the big festival, check out the Northwestern Mutual folks and let them know I sent you. Northwestern Mutual, the proud sponsor of the Download with DP. Finally, before we get into what's coming up on Channel 1450, let's talk about what's going on in Springfield real quick. Lutheran High, my old high school, is in some serious trouble. That's going to be major news in the coming months. The actual school building is caving in, so we don't know what's going to happen with the students, with the student-athletes, and with their fall sports teams, including the Lutheran High volleyball team who returns every single person from a team that made it to state at the 1A level last fall. So yeah, It's kind of a big deal, kind of something to keep an eye on. Now, what's coming up on Channel 1450? We plan to be out at some baseball this weekend at UIS, at Lakeland, and at Chatham for a lot of local talent. We also plan on being at the 7-on-7 for football in Chatham on Friday. And finally, the big football camp on Saturday featuring three NFL players in town. Malik Turner, Albert Okwabdom, and Daniel Helm all at shg on saturday tons of content coming from that can't wait to get there and talk to those guys and see the camp that they put on okay that's it for what's coming up on channel 1450 let's get to this week's big news and this week's guest will platner headed to Ole miss to play baseball let's get to it here's the conversation i'd like to welcome in will platner this week he's got some big news so let's jump right in what's that feeling like to say that you're going to be playing for the rebels next year
1: uh, I mean it, it really hasn't all hit me yet um, it's really really special to me because my close, one of our close family friends Rick Carone, he uh, actually caught there in 1993 and he's kind of just like my mentor growing up for baseball and just it's really special to me that I get to follow him.
0: I want to talk more about that but let's talk about how this came about because as of last week you were committed to Wabash Valley and they're one of the best JUCO teams in the country, how did this all kind of yeah. Place. So uh I don't know.
1: Their uh, coach just left. Their head coach at Wabash, he uh-huh. went to Western Kentucky. So Saturday, my brother and his fiance come in from Texas. They live in Texas, and we're all just sitting in the basement. I'm about to turn on the TV. And I look down at my phone, and the assistant coach from Ole Miss, Carl Lafferty, he's just calling me. And I've talked to him before, but not in a couple months, and. I just show my brother, I'm like, what do you think this is? He goes, go answer it. I'm like, all right. I go out in the other room, and he, I get on with him, and he's like, hey, Will, um, two of our catchers are leaving, and we really need someone to come in, and you're at the top of our list, so here's this, discuss it with your family, and it's kind of went from there. Did there need to be any discussion at that point? Oh, I, <laughs> he he called me back with all kind of like the uh, like scholarship stuff in a couple hours, but I mean, I took 20 minutes, and it was like a no-brainer yeah. for my family. So. When you
0: hear those words through the phone, what goes through your head as you're just like, man, this is an opportunity. Yeah,
1: i want to be. I, my whole family, we all broke down. It was just like I, I've dreamed of this since I was a little kid to play in the SEC, and if I had to, if I had the opportunity to go this fall, I was gonna do it no matter what.
0: So. Yeah. Um, you talked about the communication in the past with him. What? How did that end? Was it just like, okay, you know, we'll talk down the line hopefully in a couple of years? Yeah, uh,
1: I talked to them last summer when I was playing down in that area with Easley Baseball, and they kind of just told me, hey, we're really, we like you, but we're really not looking for anyone right now, so Mm -hmm. that kind of sent me towards the junior college route just so I could kind of get to a school like that, but, you know, like I said, when two of their catchers leave and they need someone, they just came calling to me. Yeah,
0: and for those who don't know, I don't know why you're listening to this part, but They just won the World Series. I mean, to have that opportunity to know, like you said, it's not only SEC, but this is a program that is on top right now.
1: Right. Yeah, I just – you can't turn it down. I mean, it was a really, really good opportunity for me and my family because, I mean, we're not – they're moving to Texas and we're not going to be here anymore anyway, and my dream is to play in that conference and at the highest level I can.
0: So, Mm -hmm. So I mean – it's happened so quickly you probably probably hasn't all sunk in yet but that opportunity to to say that you i mean you can put that in your twitter by you can put that in your instagram yeah. like to have that opportunity is something that i mean like you said kids dream about but not many kids get that opportunity
1: yeah i mean this this really all started this dream when i was little i wanted to obviously like every other kid playing the mlb but as i got older you know I started you think about college and where you want to go and when I was 14. I started playing like the high end travel ball. It Really, just dawned on me that hey, I think I have a chance to play in this conference. Yeah. So why not try? Have you always been a catcher? Uh, I started out as a catcher, and then I took a break in seventh and eighth grade because I, I, uh, I don't know why, but <laughs> I just I came back to it in high school.
0: Yeah. Um. It's kind of relevant to right now, but how hot it is this week. It's ridiculous. So to try to play baseball, I can't imagine what it's like. But for a catcher to have to wear all that stuff, how do you you ever get used to that sort of having that much gear on when it's this hot during the summer? Uh, At
1: this point, I'm a little bit used to it, but I always just you got to make sure and drink water and get everything, anything liquid. You got to get it in before you go out there.
0: What's the most you think you've lost, like weight-wise, in a game before?
1: Oh, in a game, probably around. One to two pounds, but I last season I uh, measured it. I was 205 pounds at the beginning, and by the time my summer season was over, I was 194. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just. And
0: it's not like you're not eating and not yeah.
1: Hydrated. I, I it's was just I was doing more, yeah. eating more, trying yeah. to not lose weight, but yeah. it's just you can't.
0: I think I talked to a, a offensive lineman last year who I think maybe Semo. He said for their one of their week long camps, he lost. 22 pounds just because of sweating and heat and, and all that. Like, um, So t- to be a catcher, at what point do you kind of get comfortable back there just kind of, I don't know, it's just weird being in that spot where they're literally throwing the ball, trying to throw the ball 100 miles at you?
1: Yeah, uh, it really helps when you know the pitcher. Like I get I get used to Parker and Nolan and Zane and all them, but I mean, it really just comes down to seeing it out of their hand, and it really helps with hitting being a catcher, because you get to see the playing of all the balls, you know, every pitch moves, Yeah. and just, yeah, you just got to read it really well.
0: Is there something in your mind that has to be different to be a catcher? Like, you're not supposed, people aren't supposed to be a backstop for a baseball like
1: that. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of, in a, in a way, you're the quarterback of the field. You, you make sure everyone's doing their job, make sure you're doing your job, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of starts with you. You have to catch the ball, throw it back. I mean, if there's no catcher, you, you can't play baseball. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of got to be back there and do your job. Because,
0: I mean, the pitcher gets the wins or the losses, but if he doesn't have a catcher that can do anything, it's evident right away, first pitch, second mm-hmm. pitch. Like, first at bat, if you don't have a catcher, it's it's over. Yeah. What is that feeling like knowing? You may not get the attention or the, the accolades. People don't see your face, but... Um, If you're not a good catcher, people are going to know right away.
1: I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. I like (laughs) kind of being under the radar because, I mean, it just, it lets me kind of push more to make myself be on the radar. Yeah. So.
0: Um, Let's get back to the conversation that you started at the beginning. Um, The family friend. Are you willing to share that story and kind of tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, he, he was friends with my dad before I was born, I'm pretty sure, but, um, Yeah, I met him when I was little, and he he used to hit all the time. He taught me how to hit, and he was just, he's one of the best guys that I've ever met in my life, and he actually passed away five years ago from pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't know if you've seen, like, in my posts, I have hashtag RC17. That's kind of, like, my thing for him, and I write it up at the plate for a bat. Yeah. It's just, uh, he's a very special person to me.
0: What do you remember most about kind of those days in the cage? I mean, because that takes a lot of time that, I mean, he n- didn't necessarily have to do.
1: Right. Uh, a lot of it was just uh, him. He always believed in me and my brother. Uh, it was it was more about my brother at that time because I was really little. He was trying to develop him and get him ready to play college, but... seeing my brother, too, play, it really
0: helped me follow in his
1: footsteps. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, like you said, when you find out that he played at that level, um, I mean, do you just sit there and pick his brain and be like, like, tell me everything I can know about the Ole Miss program or how to get to that level?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I really never even got to talk to him about Ole Miss because last time I really knew him, I was 12 years old. Yeah. But... um, he actually played for the White Sox, too. I think he made it to A, But, uh, yeah, we used to just sit there and pick his brain. He just said, you got to put your head down and work. Like, mm-hmm. It's great that you do you do all this stuff and get all these commitments and whatever like I did, but I'm not satisfied with that. I want to go in and win a starting position.
0: Yeah. What do you think he would say to you after achieving what you achieved in the last week? First thing, I have to give him a huge hug.
1: I mean, we, my whole family, we miss him, miss him a lot, but I know how proud he is looking down on me, and uh, I'm just, I I can't describe how special it is that I get to go there after he did.
0: To have that sort of motivation in the back of your head like all the time, and to have like just, just kind of that driving force. When you go to the plate, you're thinking about it, when you're doing this stuff. What goes through your head when all that hard work is finally achieved at this goal and it's like everything came together and like you said he would certainly be so proud of of everything that you've accomplished
1: well he was also a really really faith driven person i mean that really rubbed off on me and my family i grew up in a faith-based family and just everything i do good or bad i want to glorify god with it Mm -hmm. so
0: what would you say he would think about the uh your senior season this year and what you guys were able to accomplish
1: definitely be proud definitely uh, happy that we got that far he was a really competitive person though so I'm sure i ever heard some choice words after the <laughs> state championship but yeah he was a, he was a funny guy and we would've, it would have been a fun experience to talk with him about it
0: on a more not so serious note putting together you guys' all access this year for, from the state tournament um, was, was an absolute blast one of my favorite things I did this year just because I mean, you could tell how much fun you guys have as a team, and that certainly showed on the field with the success. But what what do you think it was about this team that made that capable? Because it, there's so many different personalities. There's so many different talents. It takes a lot more than just talent to, to do what I, you guys were able to do.
1: I think it's mostly just how close-knit this whole group was. I mean, obviously Chatham's not the size of Springfield. You can live over on the west side or the – east side or whatever north side in springfield but in chatham it's really like there's there's a small community and i mean every weekend everyone on that team was together that was like our group of friends we were always together
0: and we kind of put it together where you guys had success in middle school and definitely that certainly helped but what was it like doing it at the next level at the high school level where i mean that's what you're dreaming about when you're in the cage when you're eight nine 10, yeah. watching kids do that especially in chatham
1: it definitely got a little more serious after middle school. I mean, at in that age, we were just kind of going out there and having fun. But it, I don't think it really hit any of us until we kind of got to state. We were like, like we got to do this. This is we gotta, we gotta try to win this. This is our last time. I'm, I mean, we didn't get it done, but it was it was just so fun to go out with that. Group.
0: Outside of the state championship, what's what's one thing you wish you could change about the season? or what's one thing that you wish you guys would have done definitely um
1: I gotta think for a second
0: I mean you definitely had there was a lot of success don't get me wrong and I mean conference is, is tough to win period um but I don't know I just wondered if there's anything that came to mind where this year you kind of were like okay if we would have done that then it would have been maybe a little bit different going into the postseason or anything like that yeah I mind? think I think
1: there was probably a couple times where, obviously, not having Nolan, being able to pitch, that made a huge difference. But, thankfully, Zane really stepped up. I mean, Zane was unbelievable. Yeah. But, I mean, that's probably it. If Nolan would have been able to be on the mound and we had Zane, Nolan, Parker, Lane Lorton, I think we would have easily yeah. taken yeah. it.
0: But. Yeah, because I remember going back to last season when we, the, at the um, CSA versus Area All-Star game. Nolan's pitching in that one inning where yeah. he threw nine pitches yeah, and, and nobody even got close to touching him. I was like, dude, this kid is the real deal. Like, he's coming back next year. And then it's like, once you guys knew what you had, the pieces, after the Springfield game, and we talked to Eli about that too, it was mm-hmm. like, dude, like, you guys could definitely put this together. Is that kind of how you felt?
1: Yeah, that, I. we all came into the year knowing, not knowing, but... We, our end goal was state championship. There was never a doubt that we were going to get there. Yeah, so
0: um, what about what about Casey? What, how has he kind of influenced you or changed you in these last few years when I mean, coming into high school, you probably thought Pat Mummy was going to coach it going forever because I think yeah. everybody in Chatham did.
1: Um, well, I coming in, yeah, like you said, I thought Pat was going to be the coach, and then when he resigned, it was kind of like a shock. I was just like, hmm, I I had no idea who's going to be the coach. When Casey got the job, I was like, well, I know this guy. He's like, he was my freshman coach. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was huge to have him as our coach for the past couple of years because he, I mean, he relates to our group so much because he's been with us since we were freshmen, and uh, he's just he's the best coach I've ever played for. So.
0: What type of coach is he, would you say? How would you describe his coaching style?
1: I would say he's super, super, super fun, but at the same time he knows when to be fun and when to be serious. I mean if you're if you're slacking he's gonna let you know it, but if you're doing really well he's also gonna let you know it, and we're gonna celebrate it a little bit.
0: How hard of a line is that to tell for sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old kids who, you know, like to have fun, like you said.
1: Yeah, uh he, he lets you know from day one when our off-season conditioning workouts begin. I mean, we're in there doing med balls, lifting, and if you don't like it, you know, he doesn't, He really doesn't care. You yeah. can leave. Yeah. Um, he wants people that are going to work hard for him.
0: Going back to the state weekend, um, you've caught a lot of great pitchers, a lot of great games, but how would you, where would you rank that game that Parker drew?
1: the Washington one yes that was the best game I've ever caught that or the SHG at SHG I think those were pretty similar performances but uh-huh. we had way way better energy and defense behind him in that Washington game
0: because I mean I don't know you can be a prisoner of the moment when it happens and you're like oh you know that was really good it's, it's the best ever and it's like looking back on it now on the stage that it was because you can say definitely SHG game and there's no question he was really good at that game but like To do that, to get you guys to a state championship, what was going on between you guys that you just felt like you just knew that that was that type of game? I
1: think the biggest thing was, you know, I didn't, I don't even know if I had a mound visit with him, maybe after, like, an umpire got hit or a kid got hit or something, but we really just kind of took the stage away from it and just, you know, it was me and Parker playing catch. That's pretty much what it was. And when you can kind of breathe and slow your heart down, slow the game down, you can do way better in baseball.
0: Was there any scouting report on Washington as the hitters? I mean, what they were clearly a very good team. They made it to State, so yeah. don't get me wrong there. But what what did you guys kind of know about them coming in, or what was the game plan against them?
1: Well, we knew that uh, Gus Lucas, that lefty, was going to throw. So we had, I mean, all week at BP, we had Coach Siebert. He's a lefty. He was throwing to us in BP. And uh, we knew a couple of their hitters, like Easton Harris. He's a really good player, one of my friends, too. Um but really, I mean, we just, we trust ourselves. We, we weren't going to pitch around anyone or, like, just kind of give up because they're good. We went right at them, and, I mean, nobody did anything. So
0: <laughs> there, I mean, you could tell a couple of times in that game they didn't want to be in that batter's box. It was, like, terrifying. Yeah. And for a kid at a varsity level at a state game... To be that scared, it just shows how intimidating Parker was.
1: Uh And if you go back and look, and you can see how many uh, unbalanced swings and just kind of them like flopping all over the boxes, they had no idea what to do with Parker on the
0: man. Do you have any communication with the ump during a game like that where he's like.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if they'll call. They'll call a strike. I think the first pitch of the game was a strike, and it was on the outside corner, and Leo Fitter didn't like it. He thought it was way outside. But me and the umpire, after he, I think he got out, we kind of talked, and he was like, yeah, that might have been a little out, but, I mean, it was still on the corner. And just for that whole game, I I knew that he was giving that pitch, so I'd set up right there on that outside corner. and We did yeah. a first-pitch strike a lot. So,
0: Is that tough when you're such a good hitter like you are, but you're also the catcher, so you know you can't really argue with the umpire. Right. It's, it's yeah. just going to be, it's not going to be good either way.
1: It's kind of like a mutual thing. You know, I want to be good and protect the umpire, but if I come up to the plate and he gives me a terrible call, you know, it obviously I'm just going to be like, come on. But I, I really didn't have that many of them this year. So,
0: um, so when Parker's doing that, at, at what point, or what inning would you say... You knew, okay, this game's over. Like, there's no, there's no chance. Like, he's not gonna blow this.
1: Um, I'd say the. I think they scored that one run in the fifth. Okay, I gotta
0: ask about that because yeah. the umpire did say that it was a strike. Was it not? Oh, the, it
1: was the, absolutely. The, the strike,
0: strike before he yeah. hit the 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 only hit of the game. Yeah, it was a strike. It was a strike, and he admitted it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't feel so bad about tweeting that the umpire missed the strike because. He did. No,
1: yeah, he told me he missed it. <laughs> okay. But um, I'd say after that fifth inning, that really... Parker's a huge competitor, too, and when, when he sh- literally struck a kid out and then he got a hit off him, um, that kind of made Parker kind of geared up and he just came out the rest of the game. He didn't even speak the rest of the game. Yeah. He just came out and pitched.
0: And having covered his old, two older brothers who were didn't show any emotion ever what's it like when parker does show that little bit of emotion you guys kind of know like you can feed off of that because if he's showing that emotion he's obviously in.
1: yeah uh parker he's he's always pretty quiet but not around us but like when yeah like you said when he gets fired up just the whole dugout just gets up and they're (laughs) like oh my gosh parker's ready yeah it's just yeah it's a good atmosphere
0: um how good of a pitcher was the kid that you faced in the state championship
1: Oh, he was... Uh, I think he was a sophomore. Yeah. But he was going to Louisville, too. And, I mean, he was... He threw all of his pitches whenever he wanted. I mean, my first at-bat, my first pitch was a slider for a strike. And I was like, all right, I'm used to first-pitch curveballs, and I'm expecting another one. And he just gasped one up inside on me. I fouled it off, I think. and I Just he threw his changeup perfect, too, and I struck out. But... I came back kind of with my my normal approach. I always look for a fastball early in the count, and I ended up getting one. I hit that double in the gap, but yeah. I mean, unfortunately we were already down by four, I think, yeah. or five, but I don't know, he was really good. He's And as a sophomore, two years from now, he's gonna be absolutely a Louisville pitcher, so.
0: Because from the outside perspective, he didn't have like the the stuff that looked like Parker stuff where it was like, dude, this you're not going to touch that. But like you said, it, it was probably just like the control of where he was placed. Yeah, it, I,
1: think, I mean right? Parker. It, it's hard to compare anyone to Parker, <laughs> but I think mean, this kid was just he was really just a pitcher. He didn't have any overpowering stuff, but he could throw anything wherever he wanted it.
0: Yeah. How much will you miss catching Parker?
1: Oh, okay. he's my he was my favorite favorite arm to catch. I feel like I could. Literally just I mean even with two strikes, you know you can You usually don't get down on a knee when you're catching, but two strikes, I could get down because I knew exactly where the ball was going, but yeah so it was unbelievable.
0: How cool would it be four years from now if you guys get to uh meet up in Omaha and face each other?
1: Oh my gosh I, that's another another thing I can start dreaming about <laughs> i'm excited to I'm excited to see if that could happen
0: um what do you see as his potential, because I mean, as a junior, he's obviously coming back next year, and I, I don't feel like anybody knows him quite as well as you, just because of what you see and you're you're there. So what? I mean, everyone knows he's going to Louisville, but I mean, what do you think his ceiling is?
1: Uh, in my honest opinion, I think he's a top five round draft pick out of high school. Yeah. Um, because I mean, if I know Parker, he's gonna work worked really hard this winter. I, I worked out with him and Eli uh, over the off-seasons, and I mean, Parker doesn't really, all he knows is to throw, go throw, go hit, go work out, and then he's either hanging out with us or at home. He doesn't, it's it's baseball for Parker, and I think it's going to take him really far.
0: How good did it feel to get Chatham, get Glenwood Baseball back to state when I mean that's kind of it's kind of like SHU football. It's kind of like Rochester mm-hmm. football, where that's just the expectation. As crazy as that is, especially in a game like baseball, when so many different things can happen. But for you guys to be able to kind of put that back in there, what did that feel like? Yeah,
1: uh, playing at South Park All. Our life, I mean, we all played for the Chatham Braves when we were little, and seeing those those banners the 1996 and 2010 state champs and all the regional and sectional and all that. You know, we used to see that every day, pretty much growing up. And uh, it was really, really big for us to get back there because we really set the foundation for the younger kids on our team. And I I guarantee, I know that they're just as hungry as we were this year to get back there because they loved being on our team.
0: What do you see as their potential for next year? Can they do the same thing?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Parker and Lane Lorton, the one and two. Lane is rapidly, rapidly getting better. I mean, he... He was touching 84, I think, in our season, and I just saw a video he touched 87 the mm-hmm. other day. So if him and Parker can kind of just be the one-two and they can bring in some relievers, I full confidence that the underclassmen can really scrap and get it done.
0: Switching gears a little bit to college baseball, I don't feel like it's ever quite been as popular in terms of, I don't know, if that's just maybe the social media era or whatever, but... I mean, everybody talking about Tennessee baseball better or worse this year. It, it was more pushed to the front. I feel like than you know usually it's college football, college basketball, and then college baseball is way behind. But this year, I feel like that gap lessened a little bit. Where do you see that?
1: Yeah, uh, as a baseball fan, you know, I I watch college football, I watch NFL football. I never really like. I'm not a diehard fan of anyone though, but I mean, I'm always watching a college baseball game when it's on mm-hmm. and was just the biggest thing for me <laughs> on TV. I'm always watching a baseball game.
0: What do you think college baseball can do to continue to grow that and make it more popular where they're all on TV more and they you know there is more household names per se?
1: Yeah I think this uh this new NIL thing I think that's huge for I mean all sports because there's college athletes that are getting their name out not just college but I mean they're they're with companies and they're on billboards and so I think it's just going to grow a lot over the next couple of years.
0: As someone that's just getting into college and seeing not only the potential but also just the the wild, wild west that it kind of is, what are your thoughts on that? What What do you see as the potential for um, NIL in terms of what what it can be? Not only for you but for college athletes in general.
1: Um, I think it for a lot of people that go like football's a little different cuz it's usually a full ride. They get a lot more scholarships, but uh, there's a lot of people that aren't aren't really fortunate enough to get to go to those colleges. And I mean, if they get a full ride for they can be really talented, but when they get their NIL, it they can really help out a lot of They can help out their family and just a lot of people, I think it's great.
0: What are you hoping to accomplish at Ole Miss? What what are the goals for Year one, and then moving
1: forward. Year one, I, I really just want to kind of really get the experience. I know I'm going to I'm gonna get some opportunities. I'm going to get a lot of good opportunities, but I'm really focused on my development. I want to get bigger, stronger, faster, and just, I mean, obviously the ultimate goal is to get drafted and play professionally, but um, I'm really focused on getting there this fall, though.
0: Coming from a place like Chatham, it almost feels like you guys had more of an advantage for some reason <laughs> in the aspect of when you talk about pro baseball how crazy is that to say that like I mean it's just you can almost handpick certain people out of Chatham yeah. and be like yeah but they have that potential I don't know what it is about
1: Chatham I think it's just might be in the water <laughs> but uh, yeah we're very fortunate to have a lot of people get uh, professional opportunities from
0: Chatham in baseball as a catcher it's one of the toughest positions to play i would say in sports just because of you know where you're at and how you're doing it what do you see as the kind of the tenure for you as a catcher what what would you say health-wise is is something that realistically you're you're looking at
1: yeah uh big thing about catching is obviously the rest like after you're catching you need to rest but a lot of people don't realize that the rest is great, but you need to keep your legs strong. You need to stay strong. So, I mean, I'll catch a game and then go work out, and I'll do the same workout I would just because you got to strengthen back your muscles up and make sure they don't wear down.
0: How tough are your knees?
1: They they feel good right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired because I just caught that school ball season, yeah. and then I went right into the summer ball season. But, I mean, all I need is like a two-week break and I'll be good as new.
0: For young kids coming up and kind of learning about baseball and choosing their positions, what would you say is an advantage or what would you say is something that would lead people into being a catcher? Um, or would you not recommend kids become catchers? I would
1: <laughs> I didn't become I didn't really pick that I was gonna catch until like I said, like I took a break freshman year. It wasn't ever really my primary position. I was still like moving around. Like mm-hmm. I played catcher first, third and I used to pitch. But I mean, I I, didn't, I don't think anyone really picks a position until you get to high school and they kinda assign you like, hey, you're you're gonna be outfielder. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, that's kinda how it worked with me.
0: So what advice would you give a young kid who maybe is interested in being a catcher?
1: Um, better get ready. you're gonna you're gonna take a lot of a lot of hits off your off your body your arms your legs it's not always fun but I mean it's really rewarding um when you get to be on it like I was fortunate to be on Glenwood this year and it's really rewarding that we went to state and I was I was a starting catcher for a state championship team Mm
0: -hmm. um just to kind of wrap it up what would you say is what you're going to remember most about your high school career
1: I'd say probably just the the group of people that I got to do all this with because we had the same we've had the same group of players since we were I came to Chatham when I was 12 years old I played with them all the way up to um 18 about to turn 19 and just you can't you can't plan stuff out like that really um I mean, we're the only school around here that's had kids together since they were little, and it it works really well when your your teammates are really your brothers.
0: How much did you guys grow in high school? Like, you had the success in middle school, but how much do you feel like you all became better baseball players in high school?
1: Uh, Everyone really took it upon themselves to kind of develop and get better, and if if you didn't, you know that that last group that was on the field—that's who put in the work. I mean, along with Casey, he plays. Who who needs to play? He doesn't have just because your your name's this. You're whatever. You're going to play if you're good.
0: What would you say is um, is special about a baseball team compared to other sports? Like, why are it feels like baseball players, even though there's you know more players on a team than some sports, it just feels like a lot of times baseball teams are a lot closer than a lot of different teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, school ball, uh, summer summer ball, it's a little bit more because, like, you'll play a tournament of six games and stay in a hotel with these kids. I mean, it's just, you build a lot of chemistry being together as much as you are. I mean, football you play once a week, but baseball, you're going to play, you're going to practice, you're going to play, you're going to practice, I mean, you're together like A lot of hours of the week.
0: Yeah. Um, I can totally cut this, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine, but I want to give you the chance, if you do, to um, talk about your most recent teammate who passed away last week.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Are you okay with talking about yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, obviously, a tough situation, something that nobody should ever have to go through or want to go through. Um, but what, on a positive note, what would you say people will remember him for?
1: Uh, Lucas was he was really really special to have in I mean any clubhouse but he was the most welcoming kid Um, he was actually the first person to introduce himself to me when I got there and uh, uh, he was just he was a great kid he was always smiling he always he always wanted the opportunity to go out and do it like it's summer ball and I mean it really doesn't it doesn't matter like you're not gonna win anything Damn. but there was this one time he he pitched an inning and he was fired up like it was the state championship <laughs> and he was just like yelling and it's just he had a real passion for the game.
0: What does a team do when you guys get the news like that? I mean how do you how do you not only respond but also how do you kind of try to take care of each other?
1: Yeah, well none of it I mean when we got the news it was we had a meeting in the locker room and we were all kind of wondering like who was it because he sent uh, our coach sent a text in our group chat and he was like there was a tragedy in our team meeting the clubhouse and we're all like oh gosh what happened what happened and we kind of got it and it's just like what like it's, I don't know how to describe it but it just it doesn't feel real and um, yeah
0: you talked about it earlier but you growing up in a faith based family and having that as a foundation for you can certainly help in a situation Mm -hmm. like this um but at the same time how it's hard to try to explain that in your mind when like you said such a nice kid with so much potential like why does that happen to somebody Mm -hmm. like that
1: well one of our teammates we kind of opened up the floor and one of our teammates kind of got up and he was saying you know if he was praying and saying if if there's anyone in this room that hasn't hasn't found jesus yet i I pray that they find him because if lucas uh walks back in this clubhouse right now he would tell all of us that it's all real and i mean when you when you kind of put your faith that god's doing the right thing um a lot of good things will happen you'll you'll figure out the the reasoning that he made you that he made stuff happen Um, thank you thank you for sharing
0: i really appreciate that um it's awesome it's it's not easy to talk about but at the same time if it helps one person then it's totally worth it so appreciate you taking the time and talking and uh, on a positive note we're very happy for you and we can't wait to see what you do at all next. thank you I appreciate that thank you so much for listening thanks to Will for jumping on and joining me thanks to North Mutual for being the sponsor of this podcast let's get you out early this week enjoy the summer football will be here before you know it and I'll see you next week